podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Welcome to this second week of our Advent series. This week we're talking about St. John Paul II the Great, who you probably have heard of before. And we're talking a lot about his ability to live what he wrote and spoke about. He wrote a lot about Christian personalism and about loving the person as a unique and unrepeatable person. And he also wrote and spoke a lot about suffering. And both of those things he lived so profoundly and so well. In particular, in his suffering, he showed us what it means to suffer well and with hope. And we hope that you can take lots of tidbits from this week and take them to your own prayer. God bless you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Thicket, which is not a game show, but which I just made it sound like. You have a good game show voice, though. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, my name is Erin Kinsella, and I am joined by lovely friends. I'm Rachel D'Souza. That was very, there's a long pause between my first and last name because I first wasn't playing to say my last name and then I was like, I should. And then I said it and it was awkward. There you go. I feel like it was really, yeah, that came across in how you said it, but it was good still. That was good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I am Nicole Richard Williams. I have two last names, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So uh, we are very happy to be with you again this week, dear listeners, for the second in our advent mm-hmm. series which is um super exciting and we had a lot of people actually on instagram um kind of engaged with the when we sent out the promo thing of like hey this is what we're gonna do with advent there were a lot of people who mm. like liked the post and shared it and saved it so if you are a new listener to in the thicket we just wanted to say a special welcome to you yeah hi hey. and, and if you are happy. an experienced listener of in the thicket mm. um or whoever you are also we haven't said this in a while but we would love if you could give us a review especially on oh, like true. apple yeah, podcasts yeah. oh yeah um because it really it helps people to see us and um mm-hmm. be able to be able to find our podcast and all of that so we would yeah very much appreciate that yeah, sweet. And all anyway. of you people who've been listening for only a moderate amount of time, well, I guess you don't get a shout out today. So that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> but you can uh, still, you know, engage with us on. That's right. You know. Oh, you know what? We could shout out the people in California, though, because we were looking at some stats about like where people are living. And surprisingly, I don't know what's up with California, but a That's lot of cool. you California Catholics are like tuning in to our suffering apparently our, yeah I yeah guess a lot of you are suffering. sorry if life yeah. is hard in california for you all yeah yeah i mean controversial, sorry, that, that sounded you know? really like like not sympathetic at all yeah, sorry <laughs> sorry if life sucks for sorry you if all the sunshine and beaches are too much for you <laughs> oh my gosh all the really good wine. have you guys have Ooh. you guys been to california i have not i haven't i have cousin no. who lives out there no. and i have a friend from there friends from mm-hmm. there and but i've never been there no mm-hmm. so that's why we're just yeah. we're just jealous we don't actually basically. we've never been there we don't yeah, actually we're just know. Jealous, yeah that's so. right yeah my yeah. sister and her husband went there with my youngest nephew when he was really little like a baby and they mm-hmm. have pictures of him screaming as they put his feet into the ocean like he did not <laughs> like that. he's not into it Aww. he was not into it <laughs> yes so yeah yeah but my sister's Aww. so my brother-in-law's brother and his wife and their three kids live in LA um 
And uh, yeah, so they live in an area that has been hit hard by, by wildfire. So maybe mm. there are a lot of people. No, if you yeah, are listening, yeah. that's I for, totally forgot that that was a thing. I'm like, yeah, wildfires true. and droughts and yeah, like power disasters. stuff. And yeah, it is a yeah, thing. I don't think we've ever had an episode talking about just like natural disasters Ooh. of just these kinds of things. You that's know, true. good idea, actually, because it would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, I mean, we, if experience. you've been through something like that, hit us mm-hmm. up and let us know if you'd want to yeah. share your story. Because like, I, yeah. yeah, I've never been through, I mean, I've been through an earthquake once mm-hmm. that was pretty intense when I was like six wow. and, but like, you know, nothing, no, no property damage. It was just like, but it was like right. the whole room. It was when I, I, I was like, I guess it was five because we were in India and like the whole room was like teetering. Like it was Gosh. kind of crazy. And like my brother, like my brother's crib fellow, it was kind of insane. Wow. Well, that's a, like a big, yeah. It was like an earthquake. Yeah. It was like, it was really, wow. wow. And I have like wild. a big memory of it, but we were all yeah. fine. It was like, I also have been through an earthquake too, living here in Ottawa. It was, you know, about a half hour to an hour drive away. And it was like a two on the Richter scale. <laughs> so, so nobody did you felt know anything. That, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't Until even after. know it. And I have lived right. through an earthquake. <laughs> That's, I, mean, I hate Boy. mail now. I'm not making light of it. But really, we're starting to actually get, um, like some people will reach out if they have a story that they feel like the Lord is calling them to share, you mm-hmm. know, and we're... Like we love hearing from people if there's something like that, that, that the Lord has brought you through or a particular thing that that you feel like could be helpful for other people. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Well, listen, let us move on to today's episode, which is on St. John Paul, the great. So, um, just to, if this is your first episode tuning in or you didn't get to listen last week, this is our Advent series this year. We just wanted to have some shorter episodes where we're taking a little bit of time with people who are exemplars of holiness um, to kind of take some time, listen to their example, but also to chat about how um, how their example has been, you know, resonated with us or important in our lives or some quotes from them or, or just things that we can kind of take to prayer and sit with in this time of the season mm-hmm. where, where we should theoretically have some more prayer and silence, although often that doesn't right. exactly work mm-hmm. out as planned. But mm-hmm. anyways... So last week we talked about Mother Teresa, which is really beautiful. Definitely one of my favorite saints. And then this week we are talking about St. John Paul the Great. And he is one hundo P. My, oh, he's like vying for the top space in my like Mm. portion of my heart that stores all of my love for the saints. Yeah. (laughs) Your saint love cupboard. Yeah, my saint love cupboard. Yes. (laughs) That's that's so so weird. weird. It is really weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I inflicted that on the world, but there it That's is. Sweet. I can't take it back now. I'm sorry. I just had this mental image of just this cupboard and then you open it and there are all these saints in there like cowering in fear. Like, oh my gosh, that is not what I know. Oh, That's, That's terrifying. That makes it like 10,000 times worse. I know. I, thinking, like, I think it was because oh. I watched a movie about a little kid recently who was no. hiding in the cupboard from oh, something. So no. that's where that came from. Yeah. Anyway, it's all very yeah. bad. We're moving, moving yeah. from here. Moving, 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 on, okay. moving on, moving yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good save. So St. John Paul, one of my favorites. So a little bit of background for um for people. I'm sure probably everybody who's listening has heard of St. John Paul II. Um, but just in general, I love um how George Weigel writes about St. John Paul II. And he was the Pope's biographer, quote unquote, because he mm-hmm. actually was he was a close 
friend of John Paul II. So he spent a lot of time with him. He wrote a biography on John Paul II. So, um, so that would be good to get your hands on. And he's written a, a number of books anyways on him, but he speaks about him so beautifully. And the thing that I think I love about him most is mm-hmm. two things. So one is how personally he loved. And then the second is how well he lived suffering. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give like a little preview of both of those things. And then I would definitely love to, we're going to, we're going to share um, or have a little bit of to share about how those two things kind of hit us. So the first, like um, talking about personalism, there's this story that I heard one time about how he went to the United States, I think, and he met with this guy named Michael. Um, and Michael was like super pumped to meet the Pope, right? Like he, he's going to meet the Pope, super excited. So he gets to meet the Holy Father and the Holy Father says, what's your name? He said, it's Michael. Um, and then he, and then Michael asked the Holy Father for prayers for his dad because his dad was really sick. And so two years later, the same guy gets to meet the Pope again, like, which is, I mean, who gets to meet the Pope twice? Like, that's right. pretty mm-hmm. cool, you know? So, but anyway, so he's like going up to him and he's obviously thinking, okay, I'll, I'll introduce myself and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the Pope goes up to him and he's like, hi, Michael, how's your father? Hmm. That's nuts. Like insanity, which I actually am like, that was hard to believe. But then, but then um, I think it was George Weigel who shared a story one time about how there's a family that John Paul II was close to when he was growing up. And they used to come to Castel Gandolfo, the summer residence. And Mm. one of the teenagers would sit there and read a book to the Pope in one language. And then John Paul II would be also reading a book um, in a different language and he would have perfect recall of both. What the heck? I know. How? Mm, So he's just kind of right. Brilliant. Just not even brilliant. Like, what is that? That is like, that's not human. Like, how do you, that's supposed to be possible. I know. Or something. Or is it? I know. Oh, that's like, Nicole explained to us. This is like brain stuff. How does your brain do that? How is that? I'm I'm just thinking about, well, okay. So I don't know. There's two things, right? One is about attention. Our brains can only focus on one source of information at once. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we think is multitasking is actually switching back and forth our attention really, really quickly between between different things, which tires out our brain which we were talking about that earlier, actually in a conversation, but Mm. we can do little cognitive exercises with that. Um, But then there's other research on like languages and how, if you're, if you speak multiple languages, it also like changes your brain, but like that shouldn't, at least I don't know the research. This is going now beyond what I know about, but that, but attention is the foundation for all of cognition. And so even if you speak multiple languages, I don't know how that would yeah. You know, how does that, unless he's able to listen subconsciously yeah. and not like, you know, and taking things in kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just wild. I know. It's just the Holy Spirit. It's just. Yeah. Well, this is the, the thing, right? The Even Holy if Spirit. you think about that's like my... him remembering that guy's name, like that's why it's yeah. I'm like, this is the most Gosh. traveled Pope in yeah, all of seriously. history, in all of human, literally all of human history. He traveled more than all the other Popes combined. Yeah. Like. And of course, that has to do with the fact that there was airplanes, you know, mm-hmm. that were mentioned, like all of those kind of stuff. And he was Pope yeah. for a long time and yeah. all of those kind of things. Young as Pope too, yeah. But still, so can could. you imagine how many people he met and that he, so like, it's like that yeah. kind of personalism. And I remember, mm-hmm. um, I remember when he died and I was just a few years kind of post-conversion at that time. Mm. And so he was the only Pope that I had known in my life because I was born in 1980 and he became Pope in 1979, I think it was. Anyways, yeah. anyways, so he he was the only Pope that I knew. And I just remember like this sense of like 
fatherlessness yeah. almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like how did we, that, yeah. You, yeah. I remember, cause it, so was it 2013 that he passed away? No, I think it was. Oh, oh no, it was earlier because that was, was Pope Francis. That. Yeah. It was earlier than that. Yeah, it was earlier than that. I think it was like, two, um, it would have been like 2006, 2005, 2006. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. His World okay. Youth Day or was even like more. 2002. That was his last World Youth Day. Yeah. So it was early sure 2000. We could, we could easily find this on the yeah, internet. Yeah, we could. That's true. Yes, we can. Um, but anyways, Aaron's looking it up. Okay, uh, 2005. There okay. we go. Yes. So yeah, so I was 15 and I remember, I remember that he, you know, so he, he died and I, and I felt kind of shaken, but I didn't know. I was like, this is, I, I don't know him. Why do I feel like the rug's been pulled out from under me a little mm. bit. And it was, um, it was, a, we had this neighbor, my parents have a, a neighbor two doors down who's they're really close to. It's this Pentecostal couple and they're just like lovely, wonderful humans. Mm-hmm. And she, she sent us flowers when the oh, Pope died. Wow. And because she Beautiful. said, I, I know that, that he's, wow. he's a father for you and you've lost your father. Wow. And for me, when she, you know, gave us these flowers and I don't know if it was a card or she said these words, it, it like spoke to, I was like, that's why, that's why I feel like this is because mm-hmm. I actually viewed him as like sort of this, this father, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was really meaningful. Um, yeah. yeah. Because that's was, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. How about your I, age? I was, I was like grade 11, I think in high school. And I remember I was at, I think, I don't know if it was like summer or there was, we were on like vacation. It was the weekend or something like that. So I was at a friend's house when, you know, like they were kind of keeping vigil, right? Like outside the mm-hmm. Vatican, like before, and right. He died on, on, on the, the eve of divine of mercy divine, Sunday. Exactly. Yep. So oh, yeah, yeah, weekend. Yeah. So I was at, at a friend's house and none of my friends at this, you know, were really practicing their faith or anything like that. But I think her mom had the TV on just because it was like an historic event, basically. Yeah. So like TV was on and I was just like, I was like watching and I was at my friends and I was just like, you know, feeling a little teary and stuff like that when the announcement came and, and yeah, just, I mean, I kind of, I grew up with a family where like the lives of the saints were very, it wasn't just like stories and stuff like that. Like I had people in my life, lots of people in my life who were, had friendship with the saints, you know, like, and like, I I knew that as a child, Mm. a real thing. And so like, to me, I felt very connected with him in a very natural way. I was like, this is, this is, this is very real and it makes sense. And, and when he died, I just felt like this incredible, like surge of like gratitude, you know, as like, Hmm. like this incredible gift that was given to us. And like, just this, just this like deep, deep joy and gratitude and sorrow, but like a lot of gratitude, just like, thank you. And, you know, I was like thinking Mm -hmm. in my heart and I was thanking him because like now he's in heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, he probably can, he can hear me now, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) like that's the thing, obviously, like, you know, you, you don't, you wait for the church to pronounce like the sainthood of of somebody, but yeah. But in my heart, I was like, I'm, I was already like, thanks man. Like, you know, (laughs) just already a very real like conversation for me with him. So yeah. That's beautiful. And he was like, you know, I mean, I was introduced to the theology of the body mm-hmm. um, in high school, like in like grade mm. 10 or something. So, and it was life-changing for me. So it was like, yeah. you know, there's like a lot of things that in mm-hmm. addition to being the only Pope I'd ever known. And also, I don't know if you guys were at the 2002 World Youth Day because that was in Toronto. Yeah. And were you, you guys, were you there for like the papal mass with the big, like we so had to tell that not. story. 
I was, so I have a story though about that world youth day because my family, um, you know, I grew up in Winnipeg where all of our extended family is in, in Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. And so we were in Toronto visiting family just happened to be during the world youth day. And, you know, I, we, all of us kids were, yeah, it was, yeah. 2002, I guess. Yeah. It was right. 2002. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my mom, you know, grew up in Toronto. And so we heard that the Pope was staying at her old high school, St. Joseph Morrow park. Mm. And so we thought, well, we're just going to go and like line up and see if we can see him. You know, we knew that there was like the gate and there was like kind of the football field distance. And then there was like, there was his helicopter and there was the building he was staying at. Mm. And so we went and we sat at the gate for like two or three hours. And my dad yeah. like had his guitar on him because he just did. And yeah. so we like were playing music and whatever we were with friends. And then we saw the Pope like get out into the Pope mobile and got, get, went to the helicopter. And then he kind of like waved past the helicopter and he came right up to the fence. And so he was in the Pope mobile and he went right along the fence. He was like right in front of us. And then oh my we were with my, my godmother and their family mm-hmm. and the, the dad of, of that family he picked up their two-year-old at the time oh. and he passed him through the fence, the security guard. He was like, give him to the Pope for a blessing. And he did. And oh so, gosh. and we kind of didn't, you know, so we have a picture from like our film camera of the Pope as he like passed by in wow. our family photo album, you know? That is so um, cool. That's, that's so, so beautiful. Awesome. It was, I it love was beautiful. That. And we like, also like, we didn't know if he, the little, little Noah is his name had been, well, he's not little anymore, but yeah. we didn't know if he'd been in, like touched, like what happened by the, with, did he see the Pope or did they just show like what, I don't, yeah. did he get blessed? Um, Cause he was two. And then later that evening we were watching the World Tuesday stuff on TV mm-hmm. and little Noah was playing with toys. And he, all of a sudden he looked at, and he saw the Pope and he's like, he goes, that man kissed me. <laughs> oh my god! And so he, you know, so awesome. So it's just like this little, oh yeah. Oh, now that's I just that's love it. Relic. It's like all of these things. Yeah, like great. I'm a hundred percent in tears now, just because I just I love him so much, like <laughs> so much. It's so moving. But even talking about these things, it's like, how could this man, who is like who you may have seen once from a distance, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and then just on television or something like have had such a profound impact mm-hmm. in the things that he wrote and did. And, and I just, I feel like it's because there was such a, an authenticity and an integrity with what he wrote and spoke and how he lived and what he totally. did, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So like, if you're talking about like Christian personalism says, um, you know, that the person is only to be loved. Like Mm -hmm. there's the person is never to be used and no person is replaceable. There's never a Rachel that can be replaced for an Aaron ever. Like we cannot be replaced in who we are. Right. We, We can never be used. And he like, that's how he lived, like how he, how he treated people, you know? And then, and then it's the same thing in his, um, in his suffering, even like, like even from a, when he was a young boy. So this is just a little bit of background for people, but he um, yeah, grew up in Poland and he lost his mom when he was eight. His older sister had died before he was even born. Um, he grew up in the time of the second world war. And so yeah. there was a lot of suffering to do with that. Um, his, he had, while he was in school, a very serious injury where he had cracked his skull, I think. And then um, something to do with his shoulders where like one shoulder was like permanently kind of stooped like that. Mm. Um, he lost his dad before he entered the seminary. 
he entered the seminary and he had to do training and uh, things all underground because it yeah. was not, it was not, um, he would have been sent to a concentration camp if he would have been really found out, you know? Uh, and so he had to do all of those things. And then he saw the occupation of his own country and, you know, was instrumental in kind of the, in kind of the restoration of democracy in Poland. Um, he was shot when he was Pope, uh, and recovered yeah. from, from that. And then even towards the end of his life, he, um, he developed Parkinson's. And so he like towards the end of his life, like the, you can remember pictures of him, you know, and his mm -hmm. whole face is sagging. He was drooling out of the yeah. corner mm -hmm. of his mouth at his last audience. He couldn't even, he couldn't even speak to people but he gave his remarks so to his aid to to give to mm -hmm. people you know but he still waved to people and George Weigel talks about him being because um for those who might not have read it there's an encyclical he wrote called Salvifici Dolores and I think for me mm. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I love him most is because it's such a beautiful hopeful document that's so full of um of love and puts meaning to this thing of suffering that that without that kind of hope and love and purpose and possibility is is just an opportunity for despair for a lot of people right yeah. but even more than that it's not like he wrote that and was like good luck guys like living your yeah. life is suffering like yeah. He like George Weigel said that he wrote that and then his own in his own body, he wrote with his own body the mm. his last encyclical, which was of mm. suffering, you know, and mm. what it means to suffer well. Totally. So for me, it's just been like like he not only wrote it, but he showed us exactly yeah. what it looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, yeah, go ahead, Rachel. No, you go. <laughs> okay. I think, you know, what what struck me most was, yeah, that his line that he loves is be not afraid. Right? Yeah. And I remember hearing that and being like, okay, be not afraid. And then learning about his life and learning about all the suffering. And then thinking, well, what does he mean, be not afraid? Like, there's lots of things to be afraid of and he should know he yeah. should know better than <laughs> right. anyone else you know yeah. he lost his parents and there was war and his life yeah. was threatened and then he was sick and all these things and then realizing oh there must be more it's not about you know like if he's saying be not yeah. afraid then I better I I can believe that because he has faced everything that most people would be afraid of, you know, losing yeah. everyone you love yep. and yeah. war and your own life being threatened and, and violence against you like and illness. being hated yeah. and illness and all of the things yeah. he's faced all of that and he's not afraid. And so, so yeah. I can learn something and it, yeah, it still challenges me, you know, cause I, I'm, I am very easily afraid, you know, but, but yeah. I, but yeah, you, you see him and you, okay, there's something, there's something more, you know? I'm so glad you shared that because that for me too, is like, it's different from Isaiah. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's all over scripture, but yeah. specifically from Isaiah, that's a very formative, um, like verse in my life. Like it's been, God's used it very many times in really powerful ways. But my image for that is like, there's this beautiful image of him, of John Paul II, um, like quite in, like quite far into the Parkinson's, like when it was, he was pretty developed. Um, it was pretty serious. 
and you guys might've seen it. Like it's it's on like calendars and stuff sometimes, but he's like, it's holding the crucifix, right? Which is that, which is the, mm-hmm, which is the specific mm-hmm. that papal crucifix with where, where Christ looks really gaunt and like, really like the figure of mm-hmm. Christ on the crucifix isn't like a mm-hmm. full robust figure. It's like one of those, like, kind of like, he looks really, it's, re- there's a, a lot of suffering depicted in that, that yeah. sculpture of the crucifix. So he's holding like the papal staff with the crucifix and he's like kind of leaning on it, like almost completely, mm-hmm. like fully hunched over and he's leaning yeah. on it. He's so old. And I think it's picture like I don't know this is Photoshop like it's like robe is like flying in the wind and stuff like mm-hmm. that and kind of like grounded with this papal staff mm-hmm. which I hope is the right word for it because I don't know but um the people crozier I think right yeah or, yeah crozier yeah the crozier so he's holding on and in the picture and I don't know I mean who knows these days with Photoshop but like it doesn't matter because I know that this was his disposition right like his eyes are so tough like and not tough in a defensive like Mm -hmm. angry but like just so firm and strong and planted and like there is no fear in his eyes Hmm. but it's not it's not as pair of eyes that like it has no fear because of ignorance or because of like naivety it's like you know he has seen he has seen the lord and he Mm -hmm. is not afraid like Mm -hmm. like throw whatever at him he's just not Mm -hmm. afraid and i feel like that you know and so because Cause when I think of him, I think of like the power of God, you know, mm-hmm. really active in the world because, and this is a story from, from that, from, from 2002 at the papal mass, mm-hmm. you know, he, it was like, I don't know if, if someone, if people were there, then you would, you would remember this. So if this is just, you know, old news, but if you weren't there, basically it was a really crappy day and it was raining, like it was pouring mm-hmm. rain. And I think it was like the racetrack or something like that. We, it was like packed. We were all like sardines packed in there and it was cold. Actually, it wasn't even like, it was kind of chilly rain and we were all wearing these ponchos and just miserable. (laughs) We were just miserable, Mm. you know? And I think I was like 14 or something. And I was like with my family and I was excited to be there in some ways, but by this point, by the time the mass started, like we'd just been waiting for hours in the rain. And the Pope mobile, like start, like the helicopter lands, whatever. And the Pope mobile starts and he like starts going to the, through the crowd mm. and it's like the rain starting to kind of like let up a bit, which is kind of great. Then he, they make it onto the altar, like, you know, cause he's old, he's, this is three years before he died. Mm-hmm. And he literally lifts up his arms for mass and the rain instantaneously stops. And the sun literally shone out. And it was kind of mm. like one of those things where it's like, obviously like coincident, whatever. Yeah. But the timing was just insane. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh. Like there's kind of this feeling of mm. like, just God just changed the weather. Like when he came, you know, like he just mm. changed the weather. Yeah. And there was a sense of like the power of God, just very palpable and yeah. present in yep. him. Yeah. I was mm. crazy because yep. he was this old, sick man, totally, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, but and he like, it. yeah, and he, it's like all of those things are like, they're tied up in him in a way. Like people, people comment on being with him when he was saying mass and that he would groan during the consecration. Like mm-hmm. he would be so united to the Lord's passion and to his suffering, mm-hmm. which is, re, which is united to his resurrection. Like it's all one active movement, you know? Mm-hmm. So like they could witness him groaning, but then you see the joy in him and mm-hmm. the, like the, um, I remember watching one thing, I can't remember what World Youth Day it was from or, or another thing, but where the whole crowd was saying like, 
um, we love you, JP too. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah. you, you know. And then he's saying, maybe I love you more. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. the, or the, there's like the picture of him where he's like got his like oh, doing the silly you know, thing. Yeah, with the like eyes. <laughs> yeah, like the Batman eyes. Yeah, exactly, Batman. Yeah, which is so funny. And but then the like I actually didn't even realize that it was. But for a long time, my favorite quote of his is, is um, "We are not." Uh, we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his son. And he said that at World Youth Day Toronto, which mm-hmm. I totally didn't even realize, you know? Yeah, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And that's such yeah. a beautiful one. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it like really it's is. hope, you know? Like his whole life was just, I feel like for me anyways, the inspiration that he is for me is that it just wraps up in such a beautiful way. So many of these things that we talk about are that are part of the Christian mm-hmm. life, you know, totally. like joy mm-hmm. and peace and love. And you can see them all lived in this person yeah. in like a harmonious way that doesn't seem possible. That's only mm-hmm. possible with grace and holiness. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, um, there's so many ways in which he shows a path of suffering like you were saying that is not despairing and i think like our hope with this podcast really is to to learn like you said so many times to live suffering well and to have someone so close to us like not that far away you know living in our context in a certain sense it's been a while now since he passed but like but honestly living in our context in many in many ways that are still very very relevant just yeah. able to have this that, you know, just carry the presence of God with him, just be so aware and conscious of the presence of God in him. And just let that, you know, let that be, let that be mm-hmm. his, mm-hmm. who he is, like, let that be just in every, every mm-hmm. part, like pour out of him, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it also simplifies things like, yes, he was totally a genius and he, you know, he was charismatic and he had all these incredible gifts, like, my gosh, like he was, yeah, so yeah. Good. but but really like, it's so simple. Like, you know, like what you just, the quote that you just referred to, like, it's so, he's just giving it to us so simply. And there's something about that, that we can really hold on to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and at Advent, I think like he was so incarnational. It was so real. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't kind of pie in the sky theology stuff. It was like, he spoke in ways that like, it, that made sense to everyone, mm-hmm. you know? And and I think that incarnational reality is, is, is at Advent. Like that's really what we're being asked to, to walk into is that I was thinking about this today because the beautiful family that I live with, they do a little Advent prayer at night with their kids. And, you know, they cute. were singing, yeah, so cute, so beautiful. And they're singing today, they were singing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And I was just running up the stairs and I was hearing that and which is such a, oh, I love that hymn so much. And so I was like running up the stairs and I was thinking, right, like, it's real. Like he, he came, he really came. Like, it's not just a mm-hmm. story. Yeah. It's not just a fable or a fairy tale. Like right. Christ came, like mm-hmm. it's real, you know? Yeah. And, and this year at Advent, like, and every year, but you know, again, this year, like, I think we need to, we need to enter into the reality of it. Like we need yeah. to ask to make it real, mm-hmm. help us to see the reality of it. Yeah, yeah totally. And that's, that's why, and I feel like John Paul II, like just knew that, like he just knew it all the time, the reality mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And it's, it's totally game changing, like in every yeah. single yeah. aspect, right? Like yeah. if this is real, yeah. yeah, nothing is the same. Yeah, no, that's right. 
That reminds mm-hmm. me like the other, I think one of the other favorite quotes I have of him is when a reporter or somebody asked him about what he likes to do in his free time. And his answer was, all my time is free. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so <laughs> profound. Mm. I'm like, can you imagine like life lived like all mm. my time is free? Ah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just from the goodness of it. Oh, that's good. That is good. Uh, it is good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. my goodness, I can't. I did not expect that that I was going to get emotional talking about John Paul too because I just love him. But I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fun so to meet him in heaven, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It was so cool to be at St. Peter's in Rome and to be able to go to his grave and yeah. like where he's buried and just pray where his body mm-hmm. is. Like I'm like, I've already said to the Lord that I, I do desire to go back there again so mm-hmm. that I can thank him for all the things mm-hmm. that he's done in the meantime. But anyways, we'll see. We'll see, dear listeners. You can pray for that as well. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You come with us. Maybe we'll have an in the thicket Rome pilgrimage. Oh my goodness, that'd be cool. That, that would, would be, be cool. so cool. Yeah. I would totally be amazing. Do that. I know. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay, do you want to share your God wink with us this week, Rach? <sighs> oh well, oh, no, it's I, Nicole. It's, it's Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, Nicole, right. Yes. One. Sure. So yeah. So my my God wink. So in my um, I'm part of a, a CL community liberation small group here. And we've been talking about the life of Father Giussani and um, we're reading, I don't know, Rachel, if you're in your group, you're reading the same thing, but the, the Pope's, mm-hmm. uh, Pope Francis's message to the CL community about. Um, we might be reading it now because we just finished up something else. We, gotcha. we just finished up something else. But anyways, yes. Gotcha. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, but what it's talking a lot about is like the charism and and like, like John Paul, like Father Luigi Giussani um, was like a very like charismatic and leader who just like, knew that Christ was real and, but also was just like knew how to bring Christ to people and, and inspire this thirst for Christ in them in a way that was just like really kind of normal and human and like not weird and just, just like infectious and um, all that kind of stuff. But, and so as we've been talking about him and saying, okay, like we're part of this, this movement, like how do we follow in, in his footsteps? And it's been like this thing on my heart of like, man, like I'm not, I don't have like a big personality. I'm kind of, I'm a little more quiet and reserved and like, um, uh, yeah, like how am I supposed to evangelize like that? You know, I don't really know how to do that. And so, but just being like, oh, just sitting with that question, you know, but the other day uh, I was walking, um, walking to my classroom to go and teach. And uh, all of a sudden this student kind of came from a, a side path. And all of a sudden I was walking beside her. She's one of my students. And, um, and so we were, we were chatting and I asked her how she was doing. And she was like, Oh, like not, not great. And, um, just, you know, rough day or whatever. And so we, we chatted a while for, about this and that. And then at the end, you know, I know this student, she's, uh, she's Catholic and she's, you know, very involved in her faith. Um, and so I, I just said, well, what, you know, what, how can I pray for you? And she said, Oh, well, you can, you know, pray for me for such and such. And, and then she said, is there anything I can pray for you for us? I said, sure. You can pray for me for, you know, I think I told her like my, my PhD work or something like that, you know? So we just had this lovely little conversation and then I, then that finished. And then I was at my classroom and then she continued her walk. And, and the immediately that thought that came was like, Oh, I don't have to go out and be this big, like street corner um, preacher, street corner preacher <laughs> yeah, or some yeah. sort of like, 
person who's like, you know, Instagram, like everyone flocks to and follows you and all this stuff. I literally have to just go and do the thing I'm called to do and walk to my classroom. And if there's someone that I need to talk to, the Lord will plop them beside me, <laughs> you know, mm, right. and I don't, I don't need to be anything more than, than who I am and, and follow Christ. Yeah. And it was just very like, yeah, it was just like very freeing. I think to, to, to know that there's, you know, there's room for us introverts too. You know? Yes, totally. So anyway, that's totally. my God. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is perfect for an episode on JP2, who is oh yeah, all about evangelization. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. He was an extrovert, but well, Mm -hmm. maybe he wasn't actually. Who the heck knows? Maybe he's an extrovert. I think he was an extrovert, but who knows? Maybe he was an ambivert. Yeah, maybe he was. uh, Yeah, I'm like still in doubt as to whether that actually exists or not. I think some (laughs) people are just in denial. But Um, anyways, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Nicole, we are gonna read uh, Pope Francis' address. We haven't. You guys were ahead Mm. of us. Nice, gotcha. Well, we also like didn't finish the thing we were reading before. I don't know. Just some inside CL chatter right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's Uh, great. yeah. yeah, that's good I though. Thank you for this. friends, Jasani and and John Paul too. I think they were. They were I right? think they were. I think so. Yeah, or they knew each so. other at least. Yeah, yeah, they must yeah. have. I don't know that much cool. about Jasani, but there you go. That's good. Yeah. Well, um, it'll be fun. I mean, okay, so we hope that all of you who are listening enjoyed this week's episode. Um, hopefully, it will give you some things to pray with and to take back to yeah. sit with the Lord in. Um, or an idea of some things that are happening in your life that you can ask for John Paul II's intercession in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be next week. So we didn't call this like Advent with the Saints or something, because next week we're actually going to be talking about Corey Tenboom, who was not even Catholic, but mm-hmm. um, but still her life was like such an example of beautiful holiness. And mm-hmm. Nicole's going to share with us about her. And I'm super excited to learn more. Me so too. me too. Yeah. So we're looking forward JP2, to that. JP2, pray for us. JP2, pray for us. Yeah. And we'll talk to and you And Mother all. Teresa too. We didn't ask her And Mother time. Teresa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pray for us. And they're yeah. friends. Like they're yeah. in heaven hanging out right now. Yeah. We know 100%. That. That's definitely happening. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen that video? I know we're going to, we're going to sign off right now, but have you guys seen that video of like, I think it's on YouTube or it's on TikTok or something. I don't know. But like you can, you it's, it is on YouTube, but like where it's there together and they're just like always like hugging and like, it's just this Aww. really cute. He gives her a little like, kiss on the head, I yeah, think. Because she's so little. Yeah, like them just like being so like loving and affectionate with each other and they're just like so cute. But yeah, little friends. Yeah, totally buzzing so having cute. you. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Oh. All, right, All right, everybody. Well, we will Thanks for being with thank us. Thank you for joining with us. Yep. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye guys. God bless Bye. you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.